My name is Jack Oatway. And I am Jay Oatway. And we welcome you back to another episode of Like Dragon, Like Sun. Yeah, we're a father-son podcast talking all things D&D. Jack sort of brings the new school. I bring the old school. And uh, we argue about which is better. (laughs) Well, we rarely disagree, which is that new school is almost always better than old school. Way back in my time. Um, well, one thing that hasn't changed, uh, no matter what edition of Dungeons and Dragons you play, is that um, sometimes your campaign is going to come to an end. You got to say goodbye. If you're so lucky, if you're so lucky to have actually kept a group together long enough mm. to play out all the adventures and the arc that brings the story to its bestest conclusion. Um, good for you. And yeah. today we're, we're here to share a bit of, uh, our perspectives on what to do when the end is nigh. In our experiences. Yeah. On yeah. the, on the subject matter. Uh, I recently ended, uh, a Curse of Strahd campaign. Uh, Jack is getting very close to wrapping up, uh, his homebrew campaign. I am. And I'm in another game that looks like it's also getting towards the end uh so yeah we are uh we're so well versed in some of this we also i suppose earlier this year watched uh the critical role people end their campaign bring their second uh season second campaign second campaign to uh, to close um and and on top of which i've also dug into the old dungeon master's guide uh because it's a resource for dungeon masters uh offering advice on hey things you should do to end a campaign. Although, given how many rules and advice and tips there are for creating stuff for a campaign, not a lot. There's a whole three paragraphs on how to end it. <laughs> right. It's because it never ends. You see, that's the thing with D&D is that most of the time, people, I mean, even on our experiences, you don't really get to an ending. The ending is More when often or not, the scheduling demon robs you of an True. ending. And it's happened with many a campaign that we were playing together even. I mean, I could think of yeah. one that we had together and just scheduling nightmare just never got back together. Yeah, it just kills it. And if it goes too long without it getting back together, it's... Just less and less. People remember what happens less and less. Yeah, and it, it, campaigns are like it. sharks. They need to keep moving forward or they that's die. it. Yeah. They stop breathing. True. Imagine if humans were like that. I am. I have to always. Right now, I'm running laps it's around like a kite. our uh, microphone just to stay, just to stay uh, going. So, so yeah. Um, top tips: If you know the campaign is coming to an end, uh, first thing is it make the make the ending spectacular. Is this talking as a DM? Yeah, as a DM. Mm. Uh, plan a big final boss. If you haven't already, or a big ending, it doesn't even need to be a boss. I think a boss is a bit video gamey, cliche almost. Oh no, you got to kill Strahd at the end of Curse of Strahd. Well, What's Curse of Strahd, you got to kill Strahd, but not every camp. I mean, well, you don't well, have there's to. Your Curse I suppose there's other ways you, they, sure. you can. Sure. Well, I mean, about let's it, talk about your Curse of Strahd ending. Sure. That a little bit. So, uh, I mean, Curse of Strahd is 
essentially tells you at the very beginning when you do the uh, Fortunes of Ravenloft and you draw the from the Taroka deck, it tells you where the magic items are going to be, uh, which is randomly placed throughout the adventure. Tells you who the, you know, who your ally is that you're going to meet along the way. Sort of randomly generate some of these things, which makes things interesting. Um, and it also randomly tells you where in Castle Ravenloft, uh, or possibly even elsewhere, uh, that you're going to end up fighting Strahd. Mm. And so as a DM, you kind of like, okay, well, I have a plan that they're going to end up fighting him. You know, all the other confrontations up to that point could be sort of red herrings or whatever along the way. But when you get to that final fight, that'll be the zone that for reasons that you need to come up with as a DM, he's not going to run away from. He's going to stay and fight until the bitter end. Mm. And uh, and yeah, if you've done a good job of, of making your bad guy... Um, sympathetic well I was going to say yeah sympathetic on one level but also on the other hand <laughs> like uh, you know irredeemable um, right. unforgivable Very, that, which is great for the players as that sort of a little bit of like I do kind of feel for, sorry for the guy but he's got to go yeah gotta go he's gotta go I got change of management um, so so yeah they my players had uh, fought him in his crypt uh, next to his coffin which is handy because when he drops a zero hit points and then turns into a mist and goes back to his coffin. They actually were fighting him throughout the dungeon a little bit, but having him go back there, they could all run and chase after him back to that spot and mm. uh, make sure he's, he's finished for good. Um, so that was handy. And, you know, but that last game, you know, we normally would play each week for about three hours. That final game we played for five. Yeah, big session. It was big. Uh, it was a big Halloween special, and we all stayed up late, and we just kind of went for it. Um, and I suppose my only real regret on that is the one thing that, and we had a little bit of time for it, but we were kind of rushed because everybody's getting tired towards the end. But to give the the players a little chance to wrap up their stories, right? So not just the story of the campaign, but asking the players, so, you know, what does your character do? Do they stay? Do they go? Where do you sort of see the, you know, give them a chance to everybody to sort of tell their, their, the end of the story for their character, or at least where, you know, they sort of walk off into the sunset somehow or however. Yeah. And not it's, Hey, endings aren't always good. I mean, you, you'd hope it was a nice ending and people would be like, Ooh, you know, but it like, maybe you have like a, a super spooky Eldritch horror Gothic horror where the, everyone kind of returns to their drip misery at best or die in the process, you know, or or scarred by the events of the of the campaign, you know, like imagine very more like Call of Cthulhu, like maybe you, you know, shoved off this force for now, but your eyes have been opened, and there are millions of forces out there, and there's nothing you could really do to stop it if another one were to come back, because it took everything to stop this. Yeah, yeah. you're just that one babbling crazy guy that the next you know generation of adventurers seek out. Exactly. for information and you're barely coherent after the they pulled you from the wreckage or it could be varied amongst it. the party i mean if you're a player thinking like existing in a campaign that's ending you know think about okay well what next you know what 
think a little bit, okay, this is going to be the final session. What do we do after? What does my character do after this? Do they stay adventuring? Are they done adventuring? What was their mission here? You know, Because many of my players, we've had such a huge campaign that their arcs are already resolved. They're now just serving a greater purpose that unified them as a party. And once that's through, then there's no real reason for them to stick together unless like that bond is what they have now. That's their found family. you know. And some campaigns end that way with found family where everyone sticks together. And like in your Curse of Strahd, which I guessed played for in the last session as um, Morden Kanan, which was cool. Um, the ally that the party the ally, yeah. has, the, the tarot cards that or the Taroka deck had predicted. So yeah, it was good to see, you could see, you know, the party in that one who had had their, their little divisions along the way, um, decided to break up in the end. They all wa- went and walked different paths. Hmm. But they they all started on different paths in the beginning as well. True. And some parties will stick together and some parties will fall apart after adventuring. And that's okay. But I think that's an interesting part of the storytelling process as well. Is um, is as a a DM sort of trying to think a little bit ahead of time so that you can do a bit of a sign-off at the end for the campaign as well. Um, I wrote sort of a a bit of a, an epilogue uh, for the one that that we played where I sort of told the, of, you know, how Barovia had changed for a while mm-hmm. and how things were better until they weren't again. Yeah. And sort of hinted at the idea that at some point, you know, a year later, there, there was hints or clues that perhaps he would return the devil himself had returned yeah and you can especially if you have like spooky gothic horror campaigns like that or or more you know a little bit more domain of dread style like kind of like darker campaigns having that evil return at the end is like the inevitable evil is, is a cool sure thing i mean to every do. horror movie's got a sequel right sure like it's how they go um and but you know whatever your campaign is like you said if you think the party's found family then as a dm perhaps you write an epilogue a little you know sign off that you know gives everybody at the party a little bit of a you know it puts your puts you gives you a chance to do the storytelling of where the party goes as well and what their future looks like or what the world looks like thanks to the party and oh yeah how their names you know are celebrated in song or whatever um and i think that that's kind of interesting uh is that what the dmg says what does the dmg oh, yeah. actually say it, it it you know it has a few key examples like this first of all it mentions that um a campaign's ending should tie up all the threads of its beginning and its middle uh, yeah. but you don't have to take the campaign all the way to 20th level and i frankly don't think very many games do well, mine did, but yeah, well, or will. I mean, right now they're at nineteen, but yeah, it's in the books. There you go. Um, and obviously, when you get to twentieth level, it, it does just make sense to to hit the the stop button because some people go epic. Some people go. Beyond I guess you can with right? character like physical paper sheets. I mean, D and D Beyond isn't equipped to go beyond twenty, which is funny because it's called D and D Beyond. But um, but yeah, I, I look. There is. There is no limit to this. If you want to get to a point where 
you are literally battling gods and demons and things like that at the, you know, yeah. um, you know, the outer planes, maybe even c cementing your own position amongst the, the demigods. I mean, go for sure. it. Sure. I mean, yeah. I know players that turn themselves into like vengeful spirits. And I mean, the thing is, if, if in your campaign, like an underlying theme with villains or even players journeys sort of comes up. Um, and that's, I know, a bit of a vague concept, then run with it, with the ending, right? And make it like a, a holistic thing. Or like like sometimes, I like the campaign I'm running right now, for example, uh, is w one was set around the time of war between the elves and the humans. Um, and so they were exploring that uh, idea. But really the underlying theme that sort of came out, which none of us were expecting, was the idea of grappling with immense power and losing your own humanity in the process. Um, and it came up in our wild magic warlock. It came up in our um, in our paladin who lost himself to vengeance and became this non-human, this celestial other being which lost its humanity. It came up in many of the villains who accumulated too much power to a point where they lost themselves or changed completely as people. And I think really that was the underlying theme that now when I'm ending my campaign, which isn't done yet, I want that to be the key, like, question or the key, like, crux or point that that's the main theme and core of the story, you know, that the yeah. war changes, ends, might not end, but regardless, this question is answered, you know, is this, is this big bad, whoever it might be, is the ultimate, like, pinnacle, does the party succumb to their own access to power, you know, or do they lose their humanity in the process for power, or do they revoke it sure. and reject it to maintain their humanity and that's and that's actually some of the like, the neatest storytelling in some ways is if you can tie those final individual character arcs into the sort of final story mm. arc um so if there are character changes that need to be that need to happen um they happen at the end and also i always think sometimes the option opportunity for heroic deaths at this point should be on the table Mm. Oh yeah, why because not? if you know the campaign's ending anyways, and you're like, you know what, if I go all in on this, yeah, I'm gonna die, but I'm gonna take, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna hero. take the big guy with me or sure. a big chunk of him in a way that I mean, you think I wouldn't play if I was thinking I'm trying to keep this character around, but yeah, at certain points you think, oh, okay, well, if this is our last game, let's go for it, let's let's die the hero's death, and you can, as a DM, you can make those those death saves and failures a little bit different. So they're not just completely kaput, but they are, they can have their final words and they can do yeah. whatever with it that, you know, makes it for, you know, just better storytelling at the table, just more fun. Mm. Um, yeah. The, uh, yeah, yeah, the DM's guide offers, says, you know, any give characters with any unfinished goals a chance to finish them before the very end. Oh, yeah. I mean, the worst feeling, not the worst feeling, but a, a, a feeling that many people have is that if the campaign is ended and they feel like, well, I didn't get to really do everything I wanted to do with that character, you know, then that's a shame, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's a, always a time where it's like sometimes people have to put campaigns to a close when it's too early, and sometimes that's a byproduct. But if you do get to this big 20th level or whenever the campaign's like, story ends and you still feel like you haven't really explored your character and their, their own arcs and journeys, then... It's a shame, you know. Maybe you could run a couple one shots. But I do, or... I do think the way that like then Critical Role kind of had mm. a similar thing, where I think there was a lot of kind of outstanding items on the characters' lists, and so they ran sort of a final, almost a denouement sort of episode, where they all got back together and went around the table and basically talked about 
what their characters sort of went off and did mm-hmm. next and even role played some of the, the scenes and situations in all of that mm-hmm. to help give each of those characters a chance to sort of close it up. So you might have a, a final session and then you have a final, final session. It's sort of like, you know how you have session zeros? Yeah. This would be session infinity or whatever. Session that's beyond, it. you know. Um, epilogue. It is the epilogue session. I mean, right? like session zero is kind of a prologue. Yeah, it can you be know? a prologue session. And then this Ep- is the, episode epilogue. Yeah, it's your one more afterwards. And that, you know, that doesn't have to be quite as intense as the rest. It doesn't have to have a lot of dice. You don't have to be prepping maps. It can be, you know, just one more chance for everybody to get together and, and chill. Uh, and that's that maybe a nice way to sort of, you know, especially if you've had a group of people who have been getting together for years. That's that's often a nice sort of... Your campaign's been running for it how long? Um, I don't know, man. But a year, know. I'm feeling? Maybe a year. I honestly don't know. I know our biggest swing of things was during the summer. Um, and that session nine was the beginning of the summer. And now we're nearly like, we're mid-30s. Um, but you guys play for like five, six-hour sessions. Yeah, well, sure. I mean, considering breaks and lunches and... People leaving early or arriving late it's probably closer to four or five hours but i mean yeah probably four hours on average it's still pretty good i mean because every good. session's got those you know late comers and breaks and things but if we're only two and a half hours you really eat into that time yeah you really feel it you but know? if you're a six hour session and you, people eat into it a little bit here and there there it's, it's still, acceptable you've still got a lot of gameplay yeah, yeah i sort of felt like you were you were getting probably three times the amount of of campaign storytelling done mm. each week than I was doing with a two and a half hour session. Yeah. Even though you only had about twice my time, you seem to really, you guys, and also you guys, your, your combats move fast. Yeah. I mean, you're, that's, at, you're at a table, which makes a observe. difference. Table combat is faster than online combat. And there's no, there's no right sure. or wrong way. It's not to say faster combat is, is better or worse. It's just that my players are no. lightning but, fast but or I did, put pressure on them. It did mean fast. that you guys were moving much quicker with story. Um, true, true, true. And, uh, and that was good. And being homebrew, you you had a you had an ability to sort of keep keep it sort of you know going in a direction that was that could ma- maintain the speed. There yeah. wasn't a lot of side tracks uh, unless you wanted to put a side track in there. Mm. Um, because it's getting too sidetracked is a problem. Some campaigns, like the one that I'm playing uh, <clears throat> on Mondays with my Dex Barbarian healer. Um, that one's probably going to come to an end just largely because, you know, again, the group is, is we've run out of time, basically. It's um, the DM's got other commitments and yeah, uh, the group's going to be breaking up. And it's not that we haven't been playing together for ages. We have. It's just we have somehow not gotten quite as far through the old arc of things as we would have liked to. There's going to be, this is really going to be a campaign that ends long before we get to the filling fulfilling all the yeah stuff that have been set up for it which is i can even see the dm trying to to shorten things i could see him moving all of the gemstones we've been questing for all to one location like one city and you know changing up things to try and expedite our progress but nonetheless for whatever reason that game moves slow and And some games uh, move slow i mean it can be groups can be language barriers so hopefully hopefully we can get to the end of the arc that we're on and we can still have a session somehow uh talking through where the characters go and what they do next um Mm. but every dm's got a slightly different sort of 
sort of process and uh, that DM is maybe a little bit less involved in character story uh, and more about you know mm. dungeon cartography and <laughs> sure you know every DM's got their right. own strengths and weaknesses you know yeah, that's fair I mean I think the thing that I think about sometimes is that there's a difference between more of the mature like big games that I've played with adults or like that my friends have all committed to um as a long story and yeah. this that's what i mean essentially by mature in the sense that it's like going into it with the expectation that this is going to be more serious role play yeah that we're going to be like long term that this sure. isn't just goofy throwaway characters that we're doing for a little while because especially with teenagers um hey even grown-ups there's some fun campaigns where you just make up wacky stuff knowing not, that it's yeah, sure but with te- I mean, in my experience with teens, there's a tendency for games to sort of fizzle out and burn pretty quickly. Yeah. And that people go, we're going to do this campaign. And then two, three sessions later, we're not doing that campaign um, anymore. My memories of, of Teenage D&D was just that. If we, uh, if we knew the word back then for one shot, it would have helped. Because we didn't have that, that actual concept. But if we kind of had it in our heads a little bit more of like, okay, let's face the facts. We're never going to be able to run a 30... 40, 50, 60 episode campaign. Just not going to happen. Or the Matt Mercer style of uh, 180 episodes or whatever they get to, 150 or... Ridiculous. um, Multi-years. They're just like, they're on another level. You know, just say, no, no, that's never going to happen. We are going to have a one-shot, and by one-shot, I mean something that takes two to three sessions to finish, and that's Mm. it. Um one to get started and just get the characters all going and know who they know and meet their initial threat um one more to get to the big bad guy and then one just to fight the the final fight and that was that's kind of the perfect package of D in some ways if you can play something like that over six weeks you've done pretty good um the stories like that don't need i mean they probably still need an ending they just don't need as much sort of care and attention to the endings than when you've been playing together for more than a year. Oh yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind of odd even in your own personal schedule when you've locked out. Like for me, it was every Tuesday night for 18 months to so suddenly, you know, now I'm like, my Tuesday nights seem really like empty. Mm. I'm like, hmm, I need a new Tuesday night campaign. And there's the magic in it and that the campaign ends and something else begins, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's every, and every beginning's end has is it new end's beginning every new beginning is some other beginning's end sure yeah there's I don't a song about that but you know that's the the final of the three paragraphs in the dmg the third paragraph says once the campaign has ended a new one can begin that's right i'm like wow okay well we really didn't dwell much on how to end um if you intend to run a new campaign for the same group of players using their previous characters' actions as the basis of legends. Mm. That's a great idea because it gives them immediate investment in the new setting. And you see that True. obviously with the critical role, guys. True. But um, it, it only works really if you're in the same world, right? If you're in a different setting or a different module or a different whatever, mm-hmm. like a different system, um, it doesn't always work. And the thing I've learned about my players is typically after a big story that, that we've focused on, um, they want to do little mini things in between. Because we, we did my... like what two three years ago we i finished my first big campaign that i was running as a dm which was a desert style um outlaw western D um campaign which ended with them um 
jumped to 20th level from 15 to 20. We did like a year break and jump. Um, and then they came back, did the final fight, which now looking back is a very bare bones fight. I've realized I've been a lot more complex with my fights and DMing and all sorts of things. Um, and they were all fairly satisfied with the ending, but it wasn't the tearjerker critical role ending I was expecting. No, I never really expected that. But um, I don't know. It, it still felt like, mm, you know, that was cool. But I feel like people were also just getting burnt out because sometimes, I mean, People, once they get to a certain power level, I mean, there's an investment with it. And some people really do want to see the story through. But some people are also like, I want to, you know, they start getting antsy for wanting to try new characters. or wanting, sure. And it's just the nature of the game, you know, is well, not wanting DMs, to make new characters. And often for DMs want to try new settings. And um, Exactly. And I'm DMs actually a little bit of the, telling the opposite, though. Because I, to be honest, I, I want to run another Curse of Strahd Barovian campaign really, really bad. Um, and I've been trying to get a new campaign together, but... Scheduling demons are kicking my butt right now. I'm trying to find yeah. the people I want to play with who and finding time in their schedules is tricky. Um, but anyways, there's uh, some good advice here about if you do decide to put new characters into the old campaign setting mm. and that your old characters are like legendary, it's just, you know, let the new characters experience how the world has changed because of their old characters because in the end, the new campaign is a new story with new protagonists. They shouldn't have to share the spotlight with the heroes of bygone, of eras bygone. Mm. Um, and, and it's interesting because uh, one of the more recent campaigns that I have joined, the first sort of session zero, if you will, that we played was a 20th level fight. Yeah, as like a prologue. We made 20th level versions of our characters, went in, fought Orcus, it was great. Some, most of us died. Right. Good times. We then meet up for session one, all at level one versions of those same characters. And we only have like flashback sort of memories or dream states of this fight, little shards and images as we sort of start getting drawn into the story. And we discover that that fight took place in the third age and we're in the fourth age of this land now. And we're having to go and sort of become historians and figure out what happened and how did the undead armies rise up and is that happening again? And is history repeating itself or is it just rhyming with the past? And are sure. we are we predestined to this or do we have our own choices? Are we gonna be the same characters by level 20? Are we gonna be different? Um, and everything's sort of on the table, but it was actually fun in some ways to have that 20th level fight, knowing that the scheduling demon is probably going to kill this game before we ever get to level 20. So it was great that we had a chance to try our characters at level 20 and then go back to level one, um, mm. and start again. So it's, it's actually kind of a fun way to, to sort of, to, to do that idea of having previous characters led, setting up that legend for your new campaign. Um, so we both ended a campaign and started a campaign at the very beginning, which was, I thought, very clever of the new DM that we've got. Yeah, it is kind of clever. Um, so it's, it's a, the story is well, because then, especially if you, like, many times DMs will start a story and not really think about what the ending is. I certainly didn't. I thought, oh, there's this cool world, and I'm going to go in this cool world, and I'm going to get all these options. I'm like, what's the end? I don't know what the end is. Yeah. And well, so you now didn't even have the, you didn't even have the theme at the beginning. No, no, of course now, not. That that themes grew. like that only come out through play, really. I've learned. You can't really force it. You can force the idea of, like, war and gray morality, and are we really on the right side of things, of history, and, you know, especially, like, cult. Like, I mean, I didn't force people to make from a certain race, and so it kind of was bound to go down the path of we're on neither side right because if 
I don't know, because it, it can then cause inter-party tension, and so I think everyone just sort of was on the same page with that. But, I mean, you think about the different directions things could go, but it always turns a different direction. Like, I mean, you think about things that, like, literally in play, players, there's the whole thing, idea that players always veer off onto their own path, right? Off whatever rail you railroaded for them. And it's the same way with, like, what the core theme or the core narrative is. Like, you could go in planning, like, a big war and that they're going to be in the trenches or they're going to be rescuing people or doing espionage in, in town. And really, they spend most of their time out in the wilderness killing big creatures. <laughs> and then sometimes they'll deal with some political intrigue um, time to time. And then travel very long distances and fight more creatures along the way uh, as they go to deliver messages or whatever, or get people or get allies. Or um, That's how it goes. You know, it just it, it kind of is shaped by players. But I think that's sort of the, the fun nature of things, you know, is that it just those themes come out. And then if you can tie that in, like change your ending, if you planned one or build an ending around that, I mean, that's the magic, right? I mean, that's the toughest part. I don't even know what my ending's going to be right now. I don't know. Well, a lot of players don't know their characters in the beginning, who they really are. You, true, you might true. choose your backgrounds and personality and bonds and stuff, but you figure your character out over hours and hours and hours of at being at the table. Mm. And so then it becomes more and more apparent what the ending is for your character than you thought it was. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so I guess the, that finding that, you know, theme only starts to happen when you start to see all the characters changing um so yeah so that's sort of you know how how we end a campaign um i guess that's also probably how we end this podcast yeah and we'll have to start another podcast next week to figure well, out well that's the next. exciting thing about ending true thing is that you get to start something brand new and you know what everybody likes rolling up a new character always the truth yeah and or trying new systems and i'll just oh, leave that on the oh, table oh my gosh blasphemy heresy yeah, i don't know i mean heresy i i can i think you and your friends are gonna go play another game for a while aren't you well, well i don't know how for how long but i think we're considering playing something besides yeah, fifth edition christmas one shot for you i don't know if you had a one shot Two maybe shot, like a mini series mini series like a little like six episode all right, folks, you didn't hear that here. Life Dragon Like Sun is a D&D <laughs> podcast. Jack is, isn't talking about something other than D&D. Yeah, I'm, I'm speaking about um, fourth edition, right? No. 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 There is, look, there is other games out there, and it all works the same. It's, you know, yeah. beginning, middles, and ends. And the true thing is, like, a lot of these lessons in D&D, I mean, some of them super specific, but, like, a lot of these greater ideas of of varying success and all these things that we talk about like running the game and and catching vibes and these apply to all rpgs yeah. ttrpgs not just dnd and i guess i mean the the problem we often find with other role-playing systems is how well can you come up with story for those games mm. and while some settings look good and the mechanics look good often when you start getting the characters together and you start getting in there and playing it you start wondering a little bit like uh, I don't really get the story. You know, mm. like, where's, where's, what are we doing? I don't feel heroic. I don't feel like we're doing, because not every game is set up to be as heroic as, as D&D. And, and there is something about, that's the thing about the ending, making heroic endings, I suppose. That's, maybe that's the real takeaway for me on a lot of what makes a fun ending is something that does feel heroic at the end. Um, even if you're playing, you know, the horror settings or whatever, that there is, I think something innate to D&D &D where you are making heroes. Mm. Um, 
And players should feel like heroes by the end, even if they don't in the beginning or sometimes often don't in the middle. Uh, by the end, they should have a, a hero moment of some sort. Yeah. And you can do that with individual arcs as well, but like the campaign spanning that long, but you know, having that big ending for even the whole party, like an, uh, that idea of a, a total party kill in the sense that the entire party kills something, not as in the entire party is killed. Yeah. You know, like, if you, if your campaign ends because of TPK, that's, that's sad. True. On the other hand though, if, if it we ends talked with, about how you can sure. like resolve that and get them back in the game, but it's, yeah. I mean, sometimes you just got to walk away. I guess. You got to walk away from a bomb like that and just move on. And that's that's the saddest type of thing. That's one of the worst endings. That's the you worst can ending have. you can have. Let's avoid that ending. If the we scheduling can. demon, at least, everybody can sort of in the back of their mind imagine, dream yeah, the, dream that they could have. We could have all gone on to be like 20th level heroes. It would have been great. But if you all just died, it's, it's like, like you know, oh, well, that was kind of final, wasn't it? Yeah. That was it for us. That was it. That Everyone's rock slide dead. took us out. Well,. <laughs> As a DM, if you make a rock slide kill everyone. Yeah, you really hated playing with those yeah, people. Yeah, that's uh, maybe a sign that you need to end it. Maybe, maybe you should let somebody else DM the next game. Yeah, I think so. Take a little break. Um, yeah, get the whole party to kill the big bad, you know? Set yeah. it up. I mean, yeah. why not? You know, have it like be the big giant monster to destroy the earth, you know? And it's that final round and they all, like, how do you all want to do this? You know, and everyone can take their swing or their shot or whatever it might be as they all describe together how they kill it. You know, sure. and then that's that big heroic party moment. Um, if you're struggling for and ideas. And don't forget to resolve all your NPCs as well. Oh, sure. I mean, just kill them all, right? Those can all die. <laughs> Those as long die. as the party's fine, right? Not necessarily. Sometimes <laughs> they need to, uh, to get their moment uh, in the sun as well. Yeah, true. Um, but thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. And... Uh, yeah, remember, the end is nigh. Yeah. <laughs>